Welcome to the Shake Up Podcast. I'm your host and co-founder of Mr. Consistent, Jared Bell. This is a podcast where we invite friends of the brand into our studio. We get to know their story a little bit better. We chat all things business, culture, and marketing, all while shaking up a few cocktails. This week on the Shake Up Podcast, we have Bianca Bolden. Bianca shares her story of how she went from visual merchandiser to tour manager and being a part of a nationally recognized music and lifestyle event known as For the Love. With numerous events set to go ahead across Australia, they're all postponed due to you know who, old COVID-19. This episode is a little bit chopped up and we actually had Bianca come back in and join us to explain what is actually going on behind the scenes and what these people who are organizing these large scale events are actually going through. This episode may feel like a bit of a roller coaster ride, so buckle up and let's get into it. The vibe has gone up another level. <laughs> this week on the mic with me, we have the very beautiful Bianca Bolden. Welcome to the Thank studio. You. Thank How you. Thank you so ya? much. I'm good. Very How good. Are you? Um, yeah, not bad. It's Friday. We're recording this on a Friday. We're drinking a margarita. Yeah, what more, what more could you a, want, really? We're about to have a good time. We're about to rip in. Mm-hmm. Bianca, grew up in Cabarita. Live on the Gold Coast now, mm-hmm. but give us your timeline. Give us your background. Like you now work, I know you work for For the Love. Mm-hmm. You're a tour manager. You've had a heap of roles. We've known each other for a long time, but you've jumped from role to role to role, and they've just progressively got cooler and cooler <laughs> and cooler <laughs> and cooler. I love that. I'll definitely take that. <laughs> like you and like we we always seem to run into each other, whether it be in Sydney or when me and Tom were DJing or whatever. Yeah. But every time I see you, gotta you're doing you're either managing somebody new or you're working on a new project or you've got something really cool going on. So, do you give us a little timeline on yeah, the sure. anchor? Sure. Because I can't even have – we met at like Miami at a house party or something like that. Yeah. And you were working at Billabong at the same time, I think. Yeah, oh. I think it was Billabong. It wasn't at Sports Girl, was it? No, you were at Sports Girl. Oh, yeah, right. Yep. I was going to say, I think it was at Sports Girl because then I met obviously you and then Carissa yeah. at um, – Carissa is my wife. Yeah. So Carissa at um, Billabong. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, basically I studied interior design, got a job with an interior design company called Move In. Yeah. Um, I lasted there maybe a month. It wasn't really my vibe. Um, I didn't really want to be lifting heavy furniture and putting it together. <laughs> what was it? Like the interior design was lit, like moving. Is, it sounds like self-explanatory, like where you just you move people's furniture in and do their flat packs for Kinda. them. Kind <laughs> of. Like it was basically like building Ikea furniture for them for like uni students. Absolute like, G up. Yeah, not my vibe. Like what am I even thinking? Anyway, I went back to uni, same school, um, studied fashion design, Got an internship at Cosmo. Didn't really like going through um, shoe cupboards. Yep. Then got, a, do you know a local photographer from the Gold Coast called George Antoni? Yes, yeah, I've heard of him. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, started styling with him. He was obviously like his assistant stylist. Yeah. Finished that, actually got a job at Sports Girl as a visual merchandiser. Did that for the state. Visual merchandiser, for those who don't know, is like you did like window displays. Window displays. Window displays. Like how the, basically, layout. yeah, store layout, like how people shop. Yeah. Yeah, the aesthetic of it. Yeah. Um, did that and then moved to – I actually got headhunted by, in, by Billabong. Um, moved to the Billabong office, did that nationally. Yep. Um, I don't even know – I can't even remember how long I lasted there for. But um, That was when the surf industry was in, was its, in its heydays, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Everyone was getting paid way too much and having a real good time. Yeah, and we didn't have it. limits on the credit There's card. No Shit, that were the days. <laughs> <laughs> no budgets. <laughs> Rounds of tequila shots yeah. 24-7. Didn't have to tell anything about it. Um, yeah, so I did that. Went through a pretty bad breakup. So then I left the Gold Coast and got a um, transfer to Suffection, yep. which is like an element, obviously, off Billamong. Yep. Uh, moved to Sydney. Loved it. Um, didn't realise how expensive it was to breathe 
in Sydney. <laughs> in Sydney. <laughs> I like to call it breathing tax because I feel like the minute you walk out, you're spending $50 just 100%, on air. 100%, yeah. Um, yeah, got that, was working down there, then kind of got headhunted by one teaspoon. Yep. Worked there for a year. Then See, just, cool, cool, yeah. cool, so See, far. It's, it's going up, it's going up. Um, then from one teaspoon went to an agency because I realised I was, I didn't even know what PR was, but yep. I was kind of doing a PR role um, at one teaspoon as long as well as visual merchandising. And um, yeah, I got this, started working with one, uh, what are they called? Two Birds Talking. They're now called One Day Dream, but yep. I was working with Two Birds Talking um, as their PR manager. So I was on like Nike, Nova, um, no- Novo Shoes. Is that what it was called? Yeah. Levisa, um, Cook Eye, Mini Cooper, Quiet Deeds, a, a Melbourne Beer, like all Bunch these cool brands. brands. Um, yeah, loved that. Made all these friends with like influencers, which yeah. back then it was kind of just like movie stars or TV stars, like Home yeah, Away, yeah. basically, let's be yeah, real. It basic, yeah, it was literally <laughs> like uh, yeah, like those small like TV shows where the influencers, there was no actual There was no like influencers, like yeah. just for no reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, I just started to like make friends with these people, I guess. I never really thought of them as that. I yeah. just wanted to, you know, I didn't want to make friends with everyone, but there was a few that I was just like, shit, you're a legend. Let's be mates. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then from that role... My best friend, Jay Edwards, he basically was wanting to start a hair chain um, and he hadn't started it yet. But because of like my contacts and my database of people that I'd kind of collected at one at t- um, Two Birds Talking yeah. and I guess at One Teaspoon too because I was selling like out the, shorts and stuff. Even before the Instagram days. Like this yeah. was like, this is probably like a lot of that through the MySpace era and then into Facebook. So it wasn't yeah. like you just had a contact list of uh you know, influencers on hand. It was like actual phone numbers and like legitimate contacts. Yeah. I remember um, when I was at One Teaspoon, I walked up, I was at Shady Pines, this sick little saloon bar yeah, in I know, Sydney. it's a sick little, yeah. like peanuts on the floor. Yeah, you sit the at the floor. bar, you go to the bartender, you're like, oh, I want to drink. Like it's always a different menu. It is a, yeah. you go through the, you go through like a... A saloony type door. Yeah, well, it's like a fridge door almost on the outside. No, you're thinking of Soda Factory. That place is off his head oh, too. Yeah, that. but like the outside of Shady Pines is like, it's ghetto. Yeah, it's, it's ghetto. like a security guard and then like... It's not a dark in. alley. You're thinking, shit, what's going to yeah. happen down here? Yeah. Um, there was this chick there. She was an absolute babe. And I was kind of like watching stupid shows like Home and Away and stuff because yeah. I just moved to Sydney. I was working at One Teaspoon for like, you know... I think six months maybe. And my role was kind of like PR coordinator and visual merchandiser. Anyway, I was trying to get to know like the Sydney lights. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know who all these Sydney siders were. And I started watching Home and Away and there was Samara Weaving. And back then, mate, she was just a girl on Home and Away. Like she was not this huge movie star. And um, I went up to her and I was like, hey, I love you. Like, you're the best on the show. You're super cute. <laughs> Should we be friends? And I'll never forget it. She looked at, the, she was standing at the bar, looked at me and was like, is this chick for real? I love her. <laughs> and then I got her number. I got her uh, um, postal address. I sent her out some one teaspoon shorts and we're still mates now. Like we That's still cool. catch up in LA. She's the fucking best. That's so cool. Um. Anyway, that. I got off track. But, um, <laughs> one, yeah. te- one, spoon, one teaspoon to Ed. To Edwards, Edwards and Co. And Co. Yeah. Or just one teaspoon to Two Birds Talking and then yeah. I went to Edwards and Co. Yeah. Um, and I just started bringing in all these chicks like to Edwards and Co. to kind of like build the brand up. Yeah. Basically, Jay, I think Instagram had maybe been around for like a year, maybe two. I'm not entirely sure 
It wasn't, it wasn't, Facebook was still dominating. Like it wasn't popping off. Facebook was dominating. Lara Bingle was in her fucking prime, like absolute prime. And Jay was doing her hair and I'm like, mate, this is the time. Tell people. Like we need to be like telling the world Mm. that you're doing Lara Bingle's hair. So then it was just articles that were coming out as like Jay Edwards. So he was kind of like this balayage specialist. And I was like, fuck, we need to milk this. Like we need to go with this and do whatever we can. So we kind of built a bit of an empire um, Jay and I for eight years, like globally recognized hair movement. Yeah, absolutely. Like coming out of Australia. Like it was one of the biggest accomplishments I've probably ever done. Um, and working with your best friend, like it's pretty fun. You'd know it with Tommy. Good fun. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's pretty fun. Um, we have lots of good friends in this building. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, awesome. you do. It's good. Um, yeah, so that was pretty much it. And then, um, you know, everything comes to an end. I kind of needed a new... Venture eight years it was eight years you were there. That's eight a, like years. that's a like that's almost yeah. long service, you know. Like that's a long, long time. bloody time to be working on one project. Yeah, for and my like pro, not priorities, but like I feel like my vibe changed a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. It just kind of like I started working a little bit with um, music. I was doing tour managing for a girlfriend of mine, and it only actually started out because I wanted just to be with her and see what the music industry was, was all happening. about. Yeah. And then I was like, shit, this is me. What am I doing? should have managed Tom and Jerry. We could have been something. I know. You could have. <laughs> like, fuck. Anyway. Come we're, here now, we're here now. <laughs> me and Tom used to DJ, obviously, and Bianca used to come to shows, but she never offered to manage us. And uh, <laughs> now I'm sitting here. <laughs> could have been Diplo. That's cool. <laughs> could have been Diplo. <laughs> could have been flight facilities. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, we're anyway. here now. Um, they were good times. They were good times. Um, yeah. So then I started working with her and then, um, I kind of said to my, like said to Jay, Hey, I'm thinking about moving back to the Gold Coast. I want to get in the property market. I can't afford Sydney. I can barely afford to eat. Like I've got to go. You can't do shit down there. eh? Like you look at like a white, like I was living down there probably 12 months ago and it was like a one bedroom unit to, to rent is like triple what it is here on the Gold yeah. Coast. Like people, like I, I didn't really understand, like like exactly you said, I didn't really understand the cost of living down there, but it is way higher. Way higher. <laughs> and everyone's like, let's get a drink. Let's do that. And a cocktail's $25. It's not $18. Yeah. <laughs> like, but no, then like the Uber no to get there, it's yeah. like $40 because you're stuck in peak hour traffic. <laughs> there's, no six, <laughs> there's no $6 schooners at Palmy Pub. No. <laughs> <laughs> there's no happy hours either. Yeah. Um, so you yeah. moved back. So I moved back, bought a house, quit at Edwards & Co. And it was... Honestly, just timing. Ben, um, my now boss, he put up something on Facebook being like, does anyone know any guns in partnerships? Yeah. Um, and my the girl that I actually tour managed, she actually tagged me in it. Yeah. And then he was Good like, reference. oh, shit, Bianca. Like, he'd met me at a few shows that he'd obviously had over the years. Yeah. And um, he called me straight away and he was like, oh, my God, I don't even know why I didn't think of you. Like, would you be interested? And I was like, are you kidding? That's my dream. And then kind of the rest is history now. Yeah. And Ben, so people understand, like Ben um, owner, owner, is the owner. owner of For the Love Festival, yeah. which is, we, we just did the, we did the Urban, Urban Surf, Surf one, yeah. Urban Surf one with you guys. Thank you for bringing us in on that. It yeah. was an absolute good time. Yeah. And then you guys got some more coming up as well, which we'll get into a little bit later, but yeah. Yeah. How good. Like, yeah, it's so good. I manage a band too called KX um, as well. So it's kind of like, I'm now just focusing all my time purely on um, music. Your, it's good. Your plate is full. Yeah, my plate is full. Feeling good, feeling happy. Yeah. It feels like all those transitions were like, they're just natural progressions of a job, right? Or like a, a career, like you find something you don't really like it or you really like it and you're like, I want to go down that path and you find like, 
getting headhunted or moving to new opportunities just opens up the door and yeah. you just keep I think progressing. It's all about who you meet. Absolutely. And like keeping those relationships. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> like don't think you're better than someone. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Just like keep those relationships going because you never know where that person's going to go. Keep the doors you know open and I mean? the bridges across the, across the rivers. Yeah. Because one day you need to get across the river. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, we'll get into more. We'll get into a little bit more of that um, after this. But I think because we're drinking a couple of cocktails here, we're going to get you to make one. Okay. You've had a couple of Mr. Consistent cocktails in your time. I have, but I've actually never made one. <laughs> You've never made one? No, because even when Living I took that some- privileged life. I know. Somebody else <laughs> making, you for, making them for you. Hey, look, you guys can come over and make them anytime <laughs> for me. Living that privileged life. Yeah, somebody, no. Anyway, we're going to do the speed test. The okay. whole idea behind this is to prove how quick we can make Mr. Consistent cocktails. Okay, I love that. Do I win something if I'm the fastest? You're going home with the prize anyway. Oh, <laughs> but maybe we can make a deal for later on. Uh, what are we, we're, I think I know what the deal <laughs> is. <laughs> hey, I'm Josh. Not, <laughs> I'm not selling my stuff. But Why not? <laughs> but what we're gonna, what, who's at the top over there, Tommy? Am I still at the I top? Think I think it's, I'm at the um, top. Yeah, I think Jared, it says. At the top. 20, 20 seconds, 49. 20 seconds, 49. Top three. Mikey's yeah, but in you're, you're one of the owners. Like, you need to be the yeah, quickest. This, this, is, this is purely about, like, speed and just having a clear mind and just knowing what the goal is here where, like, the others, like, Mikey, who makes all of our product and yeah. is the bartender, is, is it third? He's third, yeah. He's, he's third 22, He's 16. 22. I beat him. Oh, wow. Because I'm just, I'm focused and I'm in. Okay. I know what I'm doing. I reckon you're on, B. Yeah, I reckon I could be on. As long as I can move things back, I've got room. We're going to make a bit of mess in here. Oh, yeah. We're going to get you in the top two. Top three. What? Yeah, I need to be in the top three. Like, so let's be 22, real. 16 is Mikey. 16. That's the is there anybody on the board that you want to beat? We've got Dimity, Cat. Who was Elijah? Who cool. Dimity? You want to beat Dimity? 100% I'm beating Dimity. Oh, right, 28, 28, 2872. Oh, yeah. Dim, I've got Dim's to beat Dim. It. All right. So that's the goal. We're going to beat you, Dim. Sorry. Sorry, she, Jim. She lives in, in my building. She's like, in she'll understand. Place too. Yeah, I'm sure you guys have drunk Margies together and probably missed the consistent Margies together. But let's do it. Let's okay, get cool. this stuff out here. We'll make this cocktail. We'll see how fast you can go. And Perfect. then we're going to dig into more of your career and the Edwards and Co thing and for the love and all the fun stuff that you do day to day and actually learn. My life. <laughs> learn about how you manage artists and people and all the fun things. Sounds good. All right, let's do it. All right, we're going to do the speed test. We've got a goal. It's to beat Dimity, mm-hmm. 28.72. Yeah. I'm going to walk. We're going to run through it. We're not going to walk through it. We're going to run through this. We're going to get you to hopefully third place, but we're aiming for fourth to knock Dim off. 75 mils of mix, mm-hmm. Mr. Consistent Cosmo mix. We're making Cosmos today with gin. 45 mils of the booze, second line down on the jigger. Ice, close the lid, shake, open the lid, strain, Fruit on top. Mm-hmm. I've given you some tips. How are mm-hmm. you feeling? I'm feeling good. We're going to go. I'll get feeling confident. Feeling confident. We're going to go on three, two, one, go. On go so is wait, when we I, go. Okay. So push that mic away in case, you, in case you're going to fly some stuff yeah, around. definitely going to fly some stuff around. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Reese, you ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, go. Oh, she's gone ice first. Tactical. All the way top. Tip the bottle upside down. All the way. Keep going. There we go. There we go. Dump it in. Gin. Second line down. 
This is good time. This is you're at 10 seconds here. Dump it in. Come on, Bianchi. Glass you on know, top. You know what's at stake. One, two, three, four, five. Crack it, crack it open. open. Crack it open. Oh. Straight it out. Straight it out. Get, remember the fruit. One hand, one hand. One hand. She's not done the one hand. Oh. Quick, quick, quick. Fruit, 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 fruit. Bang. Oh, 20. let's 26, go. 26. <laughs> let's go. Uh, look, it's not a top three, but hey, close. 26, very, 26. Very, close. Mikey's oh still Lord. 22, 16, but hey, the person you wanted to be, the baby. I told you the one hand is strain. I could have. <laughs> you could have. You dead set. Could have knocked, I reckon, three seconds, four I seconds know. off that bad boy. I forgot about that. 26. I feel like I let you down with that tip. That was a 26. good tip. I, let you, I gave you the tip and you didn't take it. Always take the tip, Yanko. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's clean this shit up. We'll come back. <laughs> All right. Bianca, 26, 26. You're going into fourth place. Hell You're yeah. the best guest we've had. Sick. How do you feel? <laughs> I feel good. Like, Feeling good. Yeah. It was neat and tidy. It was clean. Yeah, not one spill. It's delicious. I'm on. You're on. Epic. And I like the numbers. 2626. Two, six. Two, six. Just like fun, BB. Very feng shui. Yeah. <laughs> How? I want to go back because you obviously had this long career working for lots of different companies, like loads of different companies. Mm -hmm. You went like eight years at Edwards and Co collecting a paycheck. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you're like, fuck it. I'm going to be a freelancer. Yeah. Before (laughs) the pandemic, three months before. Three months before the pandemic, you're like, radio, I'm going to be a freelancer and I'm going to be a tour manager. And the music industry is about to die. (laughs) You had a crystal ball. (laughs) Would you have done it? Uh, Yeah, I still would. I don't think I'd change anything, to be honest. Um, I was pretty burnt out. I needed a bit of a break. So I took the pandemic as a, like, holiday, forced holiday, very, very long forced holiday. Um, But did you you have things when you were at AIDS Women Go, like, did you wrap, like, was it just like, all right, I'm going to I'm gonna resign in three months' time and two months. Because you're obviously friends with yeah. the guy. You said, I'm going to resign in one month, two months' time. You started setting things up and being like, as soon as I drop out of this job, you're obviously doing some other stuff behind yeah. the scenes. It was like just gearing up to not gear up. Yeah, well, I kind of gave him like a six-month – I think it was four months actually like in the timeline. end. A timeline of like this is what I'm doing. Yeah. I moved back to the Gold Coast in December – um, we went on this holiday, me, myself and Jay and a few other friends, we went down to Tasmania for like two weeks, I think it was. Yeah. During that holiday, I got the phone call from Ben being like, you've got the job, you start in a week. Yeah. Um, and I was like, fuck, I'm on this holiday with Jay. Like, <laughs> what am I going to do? And I said to him, hey, I need to talk to you about work stuff. He said, no work stuff. We're on a holiday, like no work stuff. So I actually had to call our like COO and be like, hey, this is kind of what's gone down. I have to follow it. Did he, does he just not talk about what you're on a holiday, no work stuff? No, nah, because we're very like, this is, the- this is best friend time and then yeah. this was work time. We tried not to cross those yeah. times over because we used to live together. Like we lived together. Yeah, we right. worked together. We traveled the world together. Like we were in each other's pockets. Yeah. You have to set, you You've got to set the boundaries. Yeah. And the bigger that the company got, the more we had to set the boundaries, yeah. you know? And also people were like, oh, she gets favoured, like Bianca, she gets favoured. Oh, they're just together. They're just yeah, best friends. Yeah, they're best friends. They do everything <laughs> Bianca together. That's what Bianca wants. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bianca gets what Bianca wants because she's fucking good at it. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's hustling like a bitch and while you're sleeping. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, no. So we, I got the phone call and then Jay was actually pretty supportive about it when he found out and he knew that I wanted to be in music. So he was like, yep. go do it. I just need you to commit to these like things because yeah. we had Sephora events and all this other stuff. Um, so I basically took my suitcase from Tasmania to Melbourne, started working in Melbourne with Ben, yeah. had to hire a car. Like everything was kind of just Ben's for the love. For the just, love yeah, yeah. yeah, Ben's for the um, love. Literally had to like hire a car. Like I just set my life up in Melbourne. Lucky my sister lives down there and I just like lived in her house. Um, but yeah, so then I was kind of doing the two. Like I was managing my email at Edwards & Co. Yeah. Um, of an evening, working for For The Love during the day, um, flying in and out of Melbourne to Sydney when I needed to for an event. Um, and then we went on tour. And I'll never forget it because it was like all kind of happening at the same time. Like I settled for my apartment that I bought in Rainbow yeah. on Friday the 21st of Feb. Saturday the 22nd was FTL Gold Coast. So I'm bumping in this whole bloody site, doing the event. While trying to move into a house. While <laughs> moving in on the Sunday. So I'm hungover as fuck. <laughs> moving in on the Sunday morning with my parents just going, kill me. Um, and then the next day I flew to Perth. Because we were then the bumping in at Perth, yeah. And then Perth wrapped and we were all stoked. I came home, I was on a high, I'd bought an apartment. I was like, fuck, this is sick. And then a week later, I get this email, Splendor's cancelled, you're not working on this. What? This is cancelled, you're not working on this. What? What do you mean? The cancellation Coachella just cancelled. I'm like, uh, how am I going to make money? <laughs> Far out. That would be Couldn't a, get JobKeeper because I just had started my business. Yeah, had to have like a six-month track record or something to get JobKeeper. Yeah. So it was a bit of a nightmare. I'm pretty lucky that um, I've been spending money at Commune in Coolangatta <laughs> for the past <laughs> 12, 15 years or however long that establishment's been around. But Tony was like, shit, you're not working. I could use your help. Let's yeah. rebrand the whole bar. So I basically just worked for Tony um, while I waited for FTL to come back. Cool. Yeah. How yeah, good. And yeah. then, like, fuck, it would have scared the shit. Like, I was pretty scared because I was doing the same sort of thing, like digital marketing for venues and hospitality, and everything yeah. just went like dead silent on me. And that's a the, that's the reason this business exists is because hospitality died. Died, yeah. We had to we had to do something and make something happen. Mm-hmm. But fuck, I was scared. Yeah, like, I, was, I think I, like I I probably never really like said it enough, but I was like I was shitting a brick when yeah, same. like because I did stuff for Red Bull and um like Jeremy. Our business partner, he had a restaurant. He was one of like he was one of my business biggest clients. And all of a sudden he was like, Sorry, man, I like there's nothing like we can't pay you, we can't pay the retainer, you know, everyone just cut cut me off and I was like, Fuck. Yeah, because like marketing and stuff's always the first thing to go. Hundred percent. Like, yeah. oh we oh, we got nothing to market. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had no one to tour. Totally. Nowhere, nowhere to tour, nowhere, nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty full on. I definitely hit rock bottom in that year at certain points. But what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I just put my mortgage on hold. I really yeah. learned from it. I ate through every single bit of my savings. Uh, well, not everything, but close to. Yeah. Um, but I've never stopped. I've never taken a year to go traveling around the world. Or the longest holiday I've ever been on is eight weeks. Um, so I just took it as like time to reconnect yeah. regroup i'm living back on the gold coast what better place could you be lucky they let you put your mortgage on hold like there, there, so was, lucky. there, was, there was some was, things that yeah. like that, that the government did do to help out like obviously job keeper and those kind of things but like i guess there's no better place to be have be forcibly made to have time off but home yeah exactly rainbow bay rainbow bay what more could you want yeah, walking around nice snapper spot. watching the <laughs> surf every day 
Shit, yeah. life's good. That's so cool. <laughs> life's and then, good. Like, did you? Was there a point where you're like, "Fuck, right, yeah, this is growing old. I've like, I've I've quit my job. I wanted to like, I've I've gone and set all these goals. This time off is come like, surely this time off is coming to an end. Do you go, fuck, radio? Like Ben probably would have reached out and been like, we need to plan for when when things do yeah. open up. Mm-hmm. We need to be the f- like. I think you guys were pretty much first to market with a festival once you were able to yeah. have a festival because we got um, we got government funding. So basically, um, what happened um, what happened was that Ben gave me a call. We really kept in touch the whole of COVID. Like as yeah. you do, you keep in touch with like everyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just to check in and make sure that everyone's doing okay. Yeah. Um, but um. Yeah, basically Ben just gave me a call and he was like, hey, I need you to put together a resume for the government because we're going ham and we're going to go for this government funding. They were only giving us, I don't even know the exact figure, but they were giving like, say, 100 million to different- It's like the RISE grant, right? Yeah, Yeah, RISE. Yeah, yeah. the RISE grant, which is like an awesome, like- thing that the government's doing is to get festivals and live music back up and running, but nobody really knows about yeah. it. All they're doing is, yeah, it's one of those things where they're letting football games go through and not music festivals. 100%. They make money on football games. Well, yeah, so. but yeah and, they're, and they're giving out money to get festivals to happen. So there's kind of like a, a bit of an imbalance. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, so I just put together, put together my resume and Ben was like, sit tight. I'm working hard for this because it was only really me, Ben, and then a marketing manager that were kind of in the team. Yep. So it's not like there was that many of us that were needing to survive. It was only the three of us. But yep. at the same time, like you never – like being a festival go-to girl, like I went to Big Day Out every year. And, every single one. Yeah, every single <laughs> festival. Literally, every single I lived one. it. Oh, there's Bianca. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Bianca would be te- – Good vibrations, like, there she is. I'll be like texting me like, oh, I wonder if Bianca's here. I'm texting and like, oh, there she is over there. <laughs> Literally, I love it. Live and breathe it. Um, yeah, like being like the festival go-to girl, like I never thought of like the ins and outs of an event. You know what I mean? I never thought about the roadies. And like the roadies are ones that like they've gone through shit. Like those guys have gone through hard times. Literally. You're not thinking about them, how they're surviving. You're thinking about whoever's coming on stage, yeah. whether it's Rufus to Soul or whatever. You're thinking about the act. Yeah. You're not thinking about the team. And they've got a team of like tw- 20 people. Yeah. And then, like, the food trucks, like, you know, the people that – Blues Fest, that was the biggest thing that broke my heart. Like, all those food trucks have all that food that they've created and made and prepped and everything. And then up. one day before, you're like, sorry, see ya. They're set up. They're ready to go. And then, sorry. Yeah. I actually went down and bought some um, food from the food trucks, the Mexican one, after, after Blues Fest because I felt so bad. I was like, give me anything. I'll buy it all. Meanwhile, I can't afford to really eat. <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of mortgages on hold. Yeah, mortgages on hold. <laughs> but give me all the Mexican. Yeah. <laughs> give me the nachos. I'll eat it all. And you guys just work like, so you obviously just worked and then being, were you, you guys were first to market with the Urban Surf for the love event in the festival. I'm pretty sure I'm, we were first to market. I can't. Because Ben works really close with, and you, you obviously are doing the same thing, working really close with the governments in each state mm-hmm. to make those things happen and doing putting COVID checks in place and all those yeah. kind of things. How much how much rigmarole is involved in that? Because I can't imagine it's easy. Yeah, um, it's a lot. I mean, I don't – I feel bad. Like Ben is constantly in a meeting on a Zoom, on a phone call with health in all states. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, is everything changes so quick. Yeah, day of, day yeah. before. 
Like, you can't really plan for this. Like, all of a sudden, it's like, cool, your Gold Coast event, you can have 10,000 people. One case, oh, now you can only have 5,000 people, but you've got to have masks, got to be seated, can't be drinking while standing. I'm like, what's the point? Yeah. Like, what's the point? There's no point. Yeah. The festival is about dancing, having fun. Yeah, that's why we had to postpone. Like, some of the things that they were coming out us with, we were like, I'm not having patrons sit on the floor, sit on the – Seats, bring a whatever. Bring, bring a picnic rug, you know, sit there while watching flight facilities with your mask on while not drinking or eating. Zero vibe. Weird. Yeah, absolutely no <laughs> yeah. vibe. So you guys obviously did the urban surf one. How was that? Oh, my God. I I went the first weekend. I had so much fun. Yeah. You I, got, like- I got to surf and I got to, like, go on the pool and I was just like, like, um, I was saying to Tommy, I was like, man, I just, like, not seeing live music for so long. Like just a DJ set, like big sound system, like that atmosphere, that vibe, all the things that festivals bring. It was like when Dina May came on. Dina Amy, yeah. Yeah, Dina Amy, sorry. And she played like a Spice Girl song. I was like. That was the highlight of my day. I was like, I said that I was was sitting with the um, Hard Fizz boys and I was like, this is, oh fuck, this is what I miss about music. This is everything that like now I know why these things exist and why these things do when you when you take it away yeah. and you give somebody back that that feeling and those vibes and that energy and all the things mm-hmm. that that festival brought mm-hmm. man it felt good yeah yeah it's just everything hey it's about like f- friends coming together obviously the music and then you've got the wave pool just sitting there in the background with like the most perfect barrel yeah. coming every minute or like i think there's 20 waves a minute like yeah what more could you want? I was puffed. Yeah, I, I saw you coming out. <laughs> I was super puffed. I think Tommy was getting it on camera, actually. Yeah, we got a couple of Sars and Tars. <laughs> I was so puffed. It, like that, like, like thank you to you and Ben for being like, or like involving us, but like bringing those things back to life and making sure those things didn't disappear with COVID. Because mm. that's what's important is like we get, like at some stage we need to get back to living yeah. the way we lived and yeah. the, doing the things we used to do. That was obviously a, like a really refined um, version that was COVID safe. Mm-hmm. But I, like in Melbourne, like you still had to wear a mask on the train and all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. I didn't like, as weird as it sounds, it felt good going into a place with that amount of people, but everyone felt okay that they didn't need to wear a mask. Mm. Like everyone had like obviously the trusty, like the, there was lots of trust between that community yeah. and everyone would walk in and everyone was just dancing and partying and everyone kept the distance. There was no like crazy. Yeah, there was no crazy. There was no like crazy mosh pit or anything yeah. like that. No one was on top of each other. The bar lines were spread out. There was no markings on, the, I don't even know where there was markings no, on the floor. Markings. No markings yeah. on the floor or anything like that. And everyone just like gave each other distance yeah. and enjoyed the party. And I noticed too, like normally people don't really sit and use the furniture. Yeah. And that event, like there was obviously the people that were sceptical about being out and about, which I totally get. Melbourne, you've had 17-week lockdown last oh, they've year. Had, they've had I sh- get a shocking time, yeah. Like you've, you've – state government <laughs> needs some help. I totally get it. But there was – everyone was using the furniture like along the pool, yeah. like the grandstand. Like it was just such a nice vibe, like whether or not – it was raining for bloody Ocean Alley. Like, it was still high vibes. It and was good time. When the sun came down, oh, man. I know. Vibe. What do you actually do <laughs> for these? What do you actually do for <laughs> these guys, for the love? For the love, I'm head of um, partnerships. So I basically bring in you. 
Exhibit A. Mr. Consistent. <laughs> Mr. Consistent. It's business. Yeah. Um, and just brands that I feel that are aligned with yep. what we are and that are going to elevate our brand a little bit more. You know what I mean? Which yep. is the per- – you guys were – I mean, this was probably the perfect brand alignment, I think, that we've ever had. Um, we just need to work on those bloody ABBs. But, you know. ABB laws. Yeah. State government's listening. State government's bloody State annoying. State government's listening. Um, yeah, if you're listening one, out one, there, mate. Better serve one standard drink at a festival. I know. Um, yeah. We're making pretty cocktails. We're not making people. I know. We're not here for rapid intoxication. I know. You drink anyway. this slow too. Yeah, Look absolutely. at us. It's a time. It's a massive time. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, I basically come up with a creative, bring the deal in, come up with a creative, um, and basically just make sure that everyone's happy. Yep. Because yeah. that's like you were marching around. Like yeah. you're on a goal, you're on a mission. Artist needs to be here, brand person's there. Yeah. Bringing, like, aligning, like, Ocean Alley turned up for an interview. You're like, mm-hmm. radio, here's some margaritas. Like, you did so much hard work on the back end, making sure that our product and the other brands' products ended up in the right people's yeah, hands. Yeah, of the, course. The photo opportunities happen. Yeah. and It's not just about, obviously, the consumers. Like, mm. obviously, I want that because that brings in the dollars and brings in the revenue. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like, for a brand like you, like, I guess because I've worked on the other side – um, you know, and it, we've done hair events or something when I was at Edwards and Co. I understand what the consu- what the brand that's the partner wants. Yep. And now I work for the actual head head guy. Yeah. And you know, I understand the the relationship yeah. that those two things need yeah, to have. Exactly. Because it's super important. Like we like it's not for us. It wasn't for us. It was a lot of money as a business to get you know sponsor the event and then obviously send stock down and the stocks on mm-hmm. consignment and all those kind of things. But then. They're all the things that make, you know, make it feel good. Like when I see Ocean Alley, like it gives us some sort of promotional material around, oh, we're here. And then like June Rats posted our, our bar the other week and stuff like that. And then it, yeah, kinda, that's cool. it starts to make a bit of a community and starts mm-hmm. to get us involved in that festival community because like we be- we belong in there. Mm. Like I, f- I feel like as a brand, we belong in there. Especially out the back in those bloody, you belong in the riders. The VIP areas and the riders well, and all those Yeah, also the yeah. artist riders. Like when we, um, I think it was like the Ocean Alley Day, we didn't get get around to it for the um, Fisher Day. Yeah. The Ocean Alley Day, we, the girls gave me like the mix with the tequila and the shaker. Like it was a vibe back there yeah. when Ocean Alley wrapped. We well, were like, all having a great yeah. time making well, margaritas. Like Chloe, um, Chloe Fisher, Paul's wife actually, she hit me up in the crowd because she oh. worked from around here and like we kind of know I each other. That. And she was like, hey, they won't serve me a, um, a mocktail margarita. And I was like, you wait here. And I went and got her, I went and made somewhere to go get her like two bottles of margarita mix and whatever. And then the next minute, like her and all her friends are up there drinking. Yeah, because um, we had a few, and a stuff few of like our that. friends were pregnant. So yeah, so everyone yeah, was drinking margarita and stuff. The- so it was like, it's really cool that we got to be involved in that and like at least people know mm-hmm. about us and that we can provide those opportunities and we want to be in riders. We want to like our customer goes to festivals. Yeah. Like, we want to be in festivals. Yeah. hundred percent. We're getting there. <laughs> we just got to work on those bloody levels. Yeah. What's the hardest, what's the hardest part of what you do? Is it on the day or is it the lead up? Look, I mean, I guess that's different. Like in the lead up, it's just, like a jigsaw puzzle. You're trying to map it all out and put it all together and everything kind of changes. I mean, before COVID, it was just organisation that would change, but now with COVID, it's even worse because it's like, fuck, there's a case. So now we're like limiting this back or whatever it may be. 
Um, on the day, the hardest thing is like not stopping. I guess I run on adrenaline. I get there at 8 a.m. and I pretty much finish at midnight and you just run the whole day. You barely get time to go for a shower, but then you like look and you're in your exercise clothes and you're like, go have a shower <laughs> and get presentable. You look disgusting. Because there's no time like – most people don't understand this. It was like you just don't turn up on the day at um, festival starts at 12. You don't turn up at 9 or 10. You're there from like yeah. 5 in the morning making sure everything's bumping set. In. Bumping in. making sure everything's set. And then at, that's where the real work begins is like doing the, all the heavy lifting and making sure the part, all the jigsaw pieces is- that you've sent, all the emails and the phone calls and all those things come together. Yeah. And then – Everybody else turns up. Yeah. You well, have like 2,000 people, anywhere between two and 20,000 people come through the door. Even before then, that, when all the brands turn up and you're yeah. like, oh, shit, that menu. Like, I remember being like, where the fuck's my menu? <laughs> <laughs> like, Bianca, where's my shit? Still not there. I want to see what it looks like because I'm still on the Gold Coast. I'm like, is your shit turning up? Like, <laughs> What's the signage? Send me a fucking photo. <laughs> <laughs> I remember ringing and I was stressing hard because I wasn't getting any answers and I was like, I just want to see what it looks like it's yeah. cost me money. I know, but now that you've like seen how stressful it is and how it works, now yeah. next time you will be the most cool, calm and collected guy. You'll be like, Bianca's got it. I'm, I'm not worried. I'm usually pretty good when it comes to events, but that was like not stressful. The, the, the fact of me not being able to be there and sending a team and like the micromanaging style um, of manager came out in me. Yeah. <laughs> I think it comes, like, events, when it comes down to that final hour, the micromanaging comes out in everyone. I use, like, where's this, where's that, why isn't that set up, and fucking blah, blah, blah. And then, like, there's, like, you're the person that owns that space, and you just go, Mm -hmm. radio, these are the things, and listing them off. And that's when, that's when people like yourself, that's when, you know, you really come to life and make shit happen. Yeah, and I'm super OCD about things. (laughs) So if something is, like, just slightly off that I want – like front on or whatever yeah. it may be. I'm like, that's not right. Like we need to redo this. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Freak. I remember somebody like with the chairs we'd rented, somebody like fell through a chair right in front of me and it was like in the first 15 minutes of the <laughs> festival and I was like, I rang the I rang the event chick and I was like, hey, that chair needs to be replaced either now or tomorrow or whatever happens. Just remove it. Somebody, remove it. <laughs> remove it. Somebody just fell through it. I can't. I, and it was right in front of me. I was like, make it happen. But they're the kind of things that you make happen for people and brands. Yeah, yeah exactly. Any surreal moments where you're like, holy shit, this is so bloody cool. Like I can't believe this is my job. Like when you get to the end of a festival and you're like, like that night – when fish closed out yeah. um, for love. Like I imagine there's those times, every time you do a festival, there's those things that happen. You're like, wow, this is how amazing is this? Or like Ocean Alley closing yeah. out the festival. and when It's always on their last like kind or, of the last, because obviously I'm running around like a crazy bitch mm. for the first, you know, few hours. It's always like at that sunset time for me. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, Dina, I obviously tour manage her, so – I've got the, that strong bond with her, but I always try and watch her set side stage. And she, there's a few key songs that she throws in her mix just for me. Yeah. And she's always at sunset and I just look out at the crowd and I'm like, fuck, yeah, cool. is this my fucking life? Yeah. Like, shit, it's good, you know? Do you, do you purposely like try to book her on that sunset, sunset no, set? Or is it she, like- Ben, we all love her because yeah. her sets are just always like, they're, they're just fire. the, and they're the, yeah. That upper time where you just kind of like want to start to get to mm. dance at that sunset time, yeah. but before two or three, you know, acts, main acts. Um, but I've done FTL with her um, as a tour manager before I even was working for Ben, and I'll never forget it. 
It was like Rufus Dussault, I think it was 2018 maybe, um, and it was Feb, it was Melbourne, so hot, and I was sitting on the, on the stage filming her like hidden behind a speaker and I was just watching her and looking at the crowd and I'm like, fuck, this is sick. Like this is like our life. Like what the fuck are we doing? When there's that many people in front of you like dancing, you're not even playing the music, there's that many people like in the zone together. Yeah. Something weird about it, eh? Yeah. Something weird. Big yeah. vibes, big energy, big, big vibes, energy. Yeah. Sunsets. Yeah. Oh man. Exactly. How do you, like when you go through like obviously the adrenaline keeps you going on the day, but how do you like you get to the end of the day and then like Urban Surf say was a three day festival. Mm. A lot of festivals are one or two days. Now or like you go on tour, how do you stay motivated to even wake up? Like you go to bed at so I know you go out and party a bit. <laughs> like you're a bit of a party Guilty. animal. It's part of the job. <laughs> I'm entertaining the artist. <laughs> well, I, I get it's part of the job, but how the bloody hell do you stay motivated or like wake up and get back up and just do it all Honestly, again or like get, go to the next place? I have no idea. I have no <laughs> idea. I run on crazy like adrenaline. I remember after Fisher at Urban Surf. I think I got home at 6 a.m. And the Ocean Alley boys were walking in from the plane <laughs> with beers in their hand. And I was like, these are my people, like <laughs> legends. And I then went to bed, had two hours sleep, and then went back to work. And then we had a Bloody Mary. Yeah, you get <laughs> Bloody Mary. I had Mr. Consistent free-flowing. Yeah, yeah, we had a Bloody Mary. That day, and then it was yeah, on, that day and was then good. We went on. Yeah. Crazy. That's, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, good. I don't know. I think I just love what I do so much. Like, when I know that yeah. sounds so cliche and lame, but like, I just love it. And I used to be like that at Edwards & Co. as well for, you know, the first, I'd probably say seven years. Like yeah. I was loving it. You know, you're travelling, you're on the road, I'm going between country to country doing education or whatever we were doing. Yeah. And there was never a day that I was like, fuck, I don't want to be here. I hate my job. You know job. what I mean? I hate my, I hate my job. Yeah, yeah. I never hated my job. Like I've I, always like loved it. That's the way it is. What, it's the way that you make it as well. And if you don't like it, get out, get and, out. Do, get out and do something else. 100%. Do something you want. Make, make your life. Yeah. Anyway, let's get another drink, and then we're going to go into. I got we got some questions in here. Oh I got some God, other. Okay. We got the game here that I've. Yeah, love it. I, I know you've got some secrets. <laughs> what happens on tour stays on tour, babe. You're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we get another drink, and we'll come back, and we, I want to get more into this music festival shit and actually manage like what it's like to manage artists. Cause okay, I imagine there's some. Uh, highs and lows. Yeah, highs and lows and some prima donna moments. Full shell. <laughs> there definitely is. All right, let's get a drink. We'll come back. This episode is sponsored by our events team. They're out there shaking up cocktails and helping you celebrate the good times. If you'd like our team shaking up cocktails at your next event, just head to mrconsistent.com.au and click on the events tab. Now back to the episode. All right. This is a this is where we cut in to this <laughs> to this episode. We've got Bianca back in the studio because last time we chatted, everything has changed for you. Literally, like yeah, we were. This episode was meant to go live. I think a week before um, for the love was actually going to happen. That's now been Gold Coast has been postponed. Perth has been postponed. Melbourne's announced. I think, but what the hell is going on? Like, what are you guys doing? Like, how how? What's going on? <laughs> I know. It's like, it's literally like a conversation. That but it's got goosebumps when I ask that question because it's literally like, what the fuck is actually going on? Yeah. Oh, man. I don't know. Like behind the scenes, like everyone is just trying to get something done. Like we're just all working our asses off to actually get an event across the line because 
right now, it's like every time that you do, something just comes up and you get smashed down. Um, so we are working on other events, but yeah, it's just, it's not looking good with how Sydney and um, Melbourne are obviously looking right now. And Gold Coast, there was no way that that was going to go ahead. Like that announcement, we probably announced, I think a month before, yeah. um, because like we were in a lockdown, like the whole of Queensland was in a lockdown. There was no way. And we're still sitting at restrictions now. So I mean, the industry's extremely deflated. Um, but you guys must be like feel like you're banging your head against a brick wall, like yeah, constantly. we're taking a hit. Like, and it's not just it's not just obviously for promoters. It's like the artists, it's the roadies. They're actually the ones I feel the most sorry for. It's the roadies because like they actually only make money when they're touring. Yeah. Whereas like for us, we can keep you know promoting a different event and like put the tickets out there and just hope for the best that everyone just understands the pain yeah. behind our events um, that we're trying to get it up, up and running. Um, but for us right now, like the best thing that people can be doing is holding on to a ticket because it will just get, we will eventually get there and it will be yeah. bigger and better when we do. Can you imagine that first event? Like when like, well, like the cocktails I'm, come like, out. I'm sure this, when this gets inserted, this part, like we talked about For the Love and it was like so good to have live music back and be in front of people and like, Oh, it, like it was sick. And since then, nothing. Yeah, nothing. Like, yeah. Absolutely nothing's gone ahead. There's been a couple here and there, but um, no, yeah. nothing of substantial, um, substantial, like noteworthy besides, like, I guess, football and those kind of things that are still going ahead in bits and places, yeah. which must be kind of a bit, I feel like a bit of a kick in the teeth. It is at like some areas. I, I totally, like, we, everyone understands it. Like, mm. well, to a certain extent, people understand it. You don't want to cut off the hand that feeds you, but. Um, it's just, it's a little bit frustrating when there's in- inconsistencies across different industries. Yeah. And I think that that's probably the hardest pill to swallow for everyone is that, you know, like you go and you see the football go ahead and it's not even just music events for us. Like it's also like the wedding industry's taken a massive hit, Yeah, hugely. you know, and then you've got some venues that aren't allowed to have any, like they're only allowed to have a certain amount of people that are st- sitting, not standing. Yeah. I know like the zoo, for example, in Brisbane, like they're massively struggling because they've got like, they're a kind of grungy underground like mm. club. You, you can't have an artist in there because they don't want to be set. They don't want people being seated. Boring. And then you can't oh, book yeah. it. So like it's venues, like live venues. I remember they're our first on-premise venue. The zoo. Really? Yeah, our first, and like, like I remember we'd gone in there and we'd like, We'd um, I'd given her the story, Pixie. Pixie, I'd given, yeah. her, I'd given her the story. She's I told a really her, good mate of And she's mine. like, right, yeah, we're gonna do, we're gonna do cocktails. And then she's like, shit, people are seating, and like, yeah, like the cocktails went off because everyone was seating. But she's like, it just doesn't feel the same. Yeah, it doesn't feel like, like all the hard work you put into it. Yeah, it kind of feels like an empty reward at the end of the day. Like yeah, for nothing, sure. Yeah, and like you know, I've been to gigs in like during this pandemic, obviously at um, Miami Marquetta yeah. and it was seated, like it was Nick Cunningham. That's, that suits him. That suits his vibe. Like yeah. you can't go throwing like, you know, a dom dollar into a bloody venue and expecting everyone to sit down. Like I remember last things I went and watched them at um, Miami Marquetta and everyone was seated. But then towards the last like song or two, everyone was just getting up going, fuck you. We don't even care. Yeah, and like the, the band are kind of like, we don't care. Like we want everyone to have a really good time. Yeah. You know, but then the venue runs a real, like the, the, ven- the venue the, runs a I risk know, of like the cops walking line. in or the licensing walking in and like fine line of like saying, fuck you to a holy shit. 
we're closed for two weeks because we've been given a fine or a fine that we can't actually afford to pay because exactly. we've been closed. Like we ran the risk on booking this band, buying all the alcohol, doing all this stuff, and then bang. Yeah. And then also too, like maybe there are a limit of restrictions as to how many people are allowed in there. Yeah. So, you know, they're going from maybe potentially selling, I don't know, six drinks per head to then having that kind of cut in half because the capacity is cut in half. So many people don't so, understand that. that no, like no this, one gets it. There's like this secret equation that is like you can have a certain amount of people in your venue, you turn this many drinks and this is where you become profitable. Mm-hmm. You cut the seating or the standing, you cut the Coming room, out. the element of how many people they can actually legally fit in their venue mm-hmm. to half, quarter. Mm-hmm. That equation no longer works. Yeah. Like you cannot physically make money in a, say, 100 square, me- 100 square meter venue. Yeah. You can't make money anymore because you've been crushed to 25 square meters worth of actual normal people. Yeah. And people don't have as much money. They're not drink like not drinking as much. Yeah. Six drinks per head. It yeah. starts to whittle down your actual costs, and you, you know, you and break. the staffing, and then paying for the artist, or even if it's not an artist, even paying for the DJ at the pub or something. You know, yeah. it just all those little costs all add up. The rent, everything. Yeah, it's it's a it's, it's a hard time, but you know we're gonna we're we're gonna be back. We're gonna bounce back. I, I imagine this. Um, it's a bit different here. Like we're obviously located on, the, like you live pretty much on the border. smack bang on the border. Mm-hmm. We're located here in Burley Heads. We currently have staff stuck in Tweed Heads, Kingscliff that can't mm. come over that are key staff members, like production staff, um, our warehouse manager, the three production staff. Isn't like one of the- One of my business partners. Yeah, I was going to say- one Mikey, of the, one, yeah, of our, one of the, the um, that, founders yeah, who makes man. like, yeah, the, the cocktail guy yeah. of the business- is literally stuck on the other side of the border and can't get across. And we're, we're having obviously one of our busiest weeks purely yeah. based on people being in lockdown. Yeah. But we are dying. Yeah. Because we just can't even facilitate what's happening. We don't want to give up, give their jobs away to other people. It's unfair. Yeah. They can't even come here. They're yeah, not no, it's crazy. Or whatever it is, I'm hoping that it's not for that much longer, that element of it. Like, mm. I mean, they've got another week worth of lockdown. So hopefully by next Saturday they get out of that and then they actually start to – help out across the border like Anna from Nectar she's just moved across the Queensland yeah, side of the border so with Anna like two weeks ago or whatever three I think it was launched like three weeks ago yeah yeah and I saw she, she's passing bread like over the barriers <laughs> of the fucking like border, border. I'm Tra- not even kidding I've seen tradies like giving their tools across and stuff yeah. like that. that's pretty man it's you, wild. you obviously talk to like other people in the industry are people are others like you guys know you get you and um, Ben, who owns For the Love, like you guys are constantly working and doing things. You guys are regularly in contact with yeah. the government and the health people and all yeah. those kind of things. You guys probably have a, a little bit more of a direct line because you are um, in some way, shape and form, like like we, some you get some funding from yeah, the got, government. We've so just applied for another grant. Um, but I think there's a someone else that's obviously applied for it as well. But fingers, they've already got some money, so hopefully yeah. we get some get as well. Time. We find out next Friday, so that's good. Um, ben obviously is like got someone that he speaks to directly. Yeah. I think there. Um, so yeah, that's good. I mainly am dealing with the sponsors, obviously that yeah. side of thing. Which I'm just some sponsors are actually killing it, doing really well, and then others are you know maybe their alcohol isn't doing as well or yeah. whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's the artists that 
every time I put up something on Instagram, I'm actually trying to have a bit of a break because it is really full on, like dealing with <laughs> everyone's opinions on Instagram and like the conversation. And you engage in one thing. Yeah. Like you engage in like a um, conspiracy theory just to like have a laugh or like listen to someone's opinion or whatever it is. And then you just start getting fed. Yeah. Like the, the algorithm just the starts algorithm, feeding you. Like, yeah. Either vaccinated stuff or anti-vax stuff, whatever it is, it just every like it just comes in hot, and you're like, "Whoa, phone yeah. down, see you later." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> literally, like you know what those funny memes that are from? Um, oh my god, they put up one the other day of like the anti-vaxxer laying in the bloody oh um, yeah, what are they called hammock. Yeah, in the hammock. <laughs> I was dying from that. Some of them are actually funny, but now I feel that that's all that's in my feed, that double bay one. Oh, my God, crack up. Oh, but yeah, they're all only in my feed. Um, but, yeah, like it, I've tried to eliminate being on socials for a bit just while it's a bit mayhem, but the artists are the ones that I've spoken to a little bit on Instagram and it's hard to see, like, you know, I follow a few artists around the world, like Fish being one of them, and like seeing him overseas just fucking killing it. He's a, like a back to normal. He's like fully back to normal. Back to normal as it gets in America. Yeah. Whether eighteen thousand people yeah. was at like an under construction gig that he yeah. just did. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, how? How is this happening? I but know. then here they're like the people that are stuck here that don't like there's people, um what's his name? You would know Tom, the guy in Melbourne, Ross's mate, friend of it. Generic. Oh, oh yeah, generic. And he, like he, he's like a Las Vegas, like had Las Vegas residencies and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Hasn't DJed in like twelve months, eighteen months. Can he not get a um, exemption to go over? I think he's trying, but he hasn't got. I don't know something about the vaccinations and all that kind oh. of stuff. He couldn't get vaccinated. Anyway, long story short, he has a, a guy that purely relies on income. From DJing hasn't DJed in twelve to eighteen months. Yeah, maybe it's heavy. longer. And I imagine that's the same for heaps, heaps of artists that haven't played gigs that are on either Centrelink or government money or like I don't know how they're living. To be honest, I don't know how they're living either. Like, I mean, they must have had like a bit D of savings Dina, in the bank. Dina, for example, like how how does somebody like that who plays gigs to make money? Yeah. Dina, like, she also is an actress, so she's been doing, you know, a bunch of, like, self-tapes. She's also doing, like, um, auditions online. Yeah. Um, but you're mowing through also, your savings and stuff. Yeah. Like, constantly mowing through savings. Yeah, you are. I think she's pretty good because, I mean, as an actor, it's kind of – or as an actor as well as a musician, you're kind of prepared for that kind of thing and you just keep yeah. money in the bank. Um, it's more the roadies because they pick up, like, literally, like – Say if, I don't know, flight facilities are going on tour, right? They'll have this team of roadies and then that team of roadies then might go to the Jom Dollar tour and then yeah. they might go to the next. And it's like, fuck, what are these guys doing? Like, I know, I don't know what he's doing now because I haven't reached out to him since um, Australia, sorry, LA's gone back up and running. Yeah. But the um, tour manager of Rufus, I randomly messaged him, oh, I think it was like earlier in the year to check in on him just because like, he was really quiet on social and yeah. I just messaged him and I was like, Nan, what's going on? Like, just wanted to check in. I've been thinking about you heaps. Like, you're literally in my mind. He's like, I've picked up a job. Like, I'm on the tools. I'm like, oh, like that just breaks my fucking heart. Like, you're all on these, the tools? All these things that these people have worked so hard for in these careers. Yeah. Literally feels like they're getting flushed down the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. It's and sad. It is so fucking hard. Yeah. It is really sad. But, yeah, I'm, I'm just hopefully 
they don't go back, like everyone doesn't go back on our word, on the word once we get to a certain percentage of vaccinations. I've had my first jab. I'm feeling fucking great. <laughs> Second jab next week. Um, so hopefully they don't go back on the word because if they do, that's when I think Australians will probably <laughs> cause a riot. Well, it's already like it's already happened a couple of times where people have gone out and like taken it there taken into their own hands. Like yeah. It, it's happening. I know, but, like, it's just not the right time to, like, do all this <laughs> yeah. shit. You know what I mean? We're in the middle of a pandemic. Time, <laughs> timing isn't um, always good on those people's behalf. But it's it so funny. It like, if you think back <laughs> of, like, the other pandemics that, like, the world's seen, right, everyone just listened to the health minister. Like, why is it that everyone's, like, fucking just t- listening to what's on Instagram? It's because do you know what I mean? It's because it's um, back in the day. The news was the news and the the health minister or whoever it was would come on TV and that's that's how you get your that's how you get delivered information from the government. It's yeah. not by text message or email or letter in the mail or whatever yeah. it is. Information is now delivered on Facebook, interest, um, Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, Twitter, Twitter, TikTok. Mm. That's all all this information and none of the information lines up and the information it, it can be quite easily cut and screwed and yeah. skewed and to whichever way it is. And it's always, it can be taken out of context really yeah. quickly. Like a it, back in the day, that stuff just doesn't never happen. Like mm. I don't have a, te- like I don't watch TV. Yeah, me I, get, I get my news through Facebook if I want to engage or whatever it is, or like there's an announcement or whatever it is, I'll go yeah. on the live feed and watch it or whatever it is. But I don't actually engage in the, the news. Yeah, like I don't. I just, oh, to be honest, you it take kills it. Me. You take it day by day, and I mm. like for me in this business, we're just focusing on ourselves. Yeah, and making sure our staff are safe. When they tell us to work mm-hmm. from home, we work from home. We separate our production shifts, all that kind of stuff. We just, yeah, it, it's week by week. You can't yeah, plan, you can't too, plan far, too far. Can't plan too far ahead. It, it takes its toll on certain parts of the business, and then other parts go well. It's just kind of figure it out as we go along right mm. like yeah <laughs> literally like we we, there's, we i think we sent a couple of emails out this week and we we're like hey um it's like i think it was husk maybe there's a couple there's a brewery red earth or something that's oh, yeah there. And i think we sent a couple of emails out and just said hey have you guys got staff stuck in queensland because oh, we've good got idea. staff stuck in new south wales would do you guys want to swap or whatever it is? So yeah, I think I can't remember who we sent out that email to, but just like kind of that's cool. You're kind of like helping each other out because they probably need the hand, and they've got staff in Queensland. That's awesome. A friend of mine manages the Dan Murphys. Yeah, at Mermaid, she lives in Tweed. Oh. so she's gone to the Tweed store, and then that like it, they're kind of people just adapting. But I yeah. don't think people. Um, it's hard to explain to like when I Ben gets it when I talk to him about it because we did for the love um, in Tweedheads yeah. just out at D Bar like Ebenezer Park, um, so everyone that's kind of worked on that event with me knows where I live. They're like, oh, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a shit situation mm. for you. But when you're trying to like set, say it to even North Gold Coast people as opposed to like and Sydney people, like they're just like, what? What do you mean you're on New South Wales side of the border, but you have to you're on the Queensland side? And I'm like. It's hard to explain. I live in New South Wales, <laughs> but it's on the Queensland side of the checkpoint, like yeah. where the checkpoints are. I'm on like a little island. Like, yeah, in this middle area. You know what I mean? It's like this little like grey area. It's a fucking joke. It, it's a massive jail. <laughs> Just boy, call it Queensland. Like, and like people are lining up for like um, – Jez, our production manager, lined up for like three and a half hours only to get 
yeah. turned away. Yeah. There's not a, I don't feel like there's enough information out there. They're kind of just, yeah. they're giving information and then I don't think that like they I, know I, either. I, yeah. There's a little bit of that going on. Yeah. <sighs> I just, um, yeah. I mean, everyone's just doing what they can, to be honest. Like it can't be easy doing any of these jobs, like the, especially those plays. I would hate to be doing that job. They're just getting told what to do. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> I saw, I watched this. I went down the beach the other day and I, when, when the Gold Coast went into a lockdown and I was going down the beach and I was going for a swim and the police vehicle rolls up to a girl sunbaking on the beach. Yeah. Not meant to be sunbaking on yeah. the beach. There's not a single person around. Like she's, and he's like, he rolls out and he's like, can you just do some push-ups or something so like, <laughs> I don't have to kick you off the beach? Like, can you just look like you're exercising and then I'll move on? Like, they, you can tell when they talk to you or like, yeah, they're, they're, they just, can, they're, they're, they're deflated. F- they're feeling like dicks when yeah. they have to give people that information. They're like, this is a joke. Anyway, yeah, enough talk about that <laughs> shit talk. So you guys, you're just planning, planning a whole bunch of other little, yeah. So we're just planning music and arts festival things. Yeah, we're planning. Um, the one that you guys were a part of, Urban, Urban Surf, Surf Series. Yeah. Um, we're planning a few of those for over summer. Just it's a lot more manageable, something like that. It's not a touring event. It's a obviously just Victoria. Yeah. Um, also, Dan Andrews is very pro music and yeah. the arts. Um, so it's a, an industry that we probably will get back to where we need to be yeah. by the time summer comes around because of him. Um, so when that's something good. happens like that, this is the net – when something happens like that, like you have like a lot of artists are located around Australia, right? Yeah, that's the hardest bit. I would personally be scared to fly to an event and then next minute, sorry, you got to go in quarantine for two weeks. Yeah. Because of a snap lock, these snap lockdowns where they give you, I think our last one was. you like, it was six, like 4 p.m. Six the hours. Next, that day or something. Yeah, 4 yeah. p.m. on the Saturday. Yeah. Like how do you even. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's so hard to even comprehend at the moment. But last December, I felt like Australia was in a much better position, um, given that it is coming into the warmer months. So fingers crossed it's all okay. I mean, if you can't, if you're going back into Queensland, if you're coming down to Melbourne and doing an urban surf series, right, and you're an artist and you've got to go back into Queensland or Sydney, well, we probably can't get Sydney people, yeah. but you know what I mean? <laughs> if you're going back to another state, if the other state goes into a lockdown, wouldn't you just want to stay in Melbourne anyway? You've got mates and stuff. Like everyone yeah, but, knows everyone. Yeah, but then Melbourne goes into a lockdown. Yeah. And they're like, oh my God, like it, it, it all costs money. Like all these things. Yeah cost money like you gotta find somewhere to stay it's just like it yeah. just feels like it goes on you're and just on. Like, like trying to help a mate out or like some some of these people have families yeah that like that's the other hard that's part been, like, that was one of the hardest things like when we were postponing well we were about to postpone Gold Coast before that we thought of everything we literally put forward like ideas of like artist bubbles with us so like we weren't allowed to see anyone else yeah. we were like We'll be tested every single day that we're on site. We'll be tested every single time that we fly. Like we were thinking of every single type, yeah. type of solution. Um, and one of the guys from um, a band that was obviously down in Sydney, he's like, I just don't want to risk being away from my kid. Like I just had a baby. Well, you know, I think the baby's one or something. But like they're the other things you need to think about. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh. We were like, bring the kid, bring the bloody wife, bring everyone. We just have this massive entourage. Yeah, like, <laughs> we've got friends that are um, they're in like an NRL bubble up on the sunny coast, but yeah. like they're the the new normal is quite scary for me yeah. personally as somebody who has a 
small human. Yeah. <laughs> that relies on me. That relies on you. Got to feed her. Yeah, literally. <laughs> but what? Yeah. What? When you when you guys postpone something, like it is crucial for people to hold on to their tickets. Like they've already paid for it, unless you are absolutely desperate for the money yeah. to come back. Like, and you you guys will throw a festival. Yeah. We will. 100%. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just going to come down to where, we, where we're where we at, but um, we're just going <laughs> to... Cut that audio out. <laughs> um, it's just going to come down to um, where we're at as a country. Um, so I guess we'll just have to see, but we're moving forward. We've basically just said to all of the sponsors as well as like all of our suppliers, um, everything gets rolled into... 2022. Yep. Yeah. I actually received a t- um, an email from one of our suppliers up here on the Gold Coast and she lost her job like in the last like week. And I was just like, oh, it was just a bit of a stab to the heart. Like people, they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like well, I won't be working on this with you next year. I've lost my job due to the events industry. Yeah. Just, it's just so hard reading things like that. It's just not existent. And yeah, it's really, really hard reading that. And like, I don't even know this girl other than like, phone calls every single week, you yeah. know what I mean? But um, it's just, it's really hard just understanding everyone's different circumstances. Yeah. Some woos iron and rubbing of the ears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to get me through it. Anyway. Literally. But thanks for coming back in and running over this stuff because people just have no idea of like what happens when you cancel an event, like the role, like who, how many people it actually does affect. Like there's cleanup stuff, there's um, yeah, event stuff. Did you there's see like, our, um, our little post I, that I we did. put on? Go on the, if you go on the For the Love um, Instagram, Instagram and you guys put up a post of like how many jobs that one festival yeah. actually has. And it's, it's like, it's, it's like a couple s- of days before. Yeah. It's the day of, it's the days after. It's not just the day yeah it's a week sort of either side um months either side for a small a smaller amount of people but like a huge amount of work goes into those things yeah you've got like artists teams that's like about 50 then you've got like bar staff that's like about 300 like site crew like it's huge huge like how many people just lose out but absolutely um yeah i mean we've just got to stick into it together it's just Hope for the best that everyone gets a bit of a um a go soon. Absolutely. <laughs> Instead of just some industries <laughs> killing it and us just not. Just not having anything. We're always the first one to um get closed, like to get shut down and always the last one to come back. It's really fucking frustrating. But I bet. um yeah, we've just got to stay positive. That's all we can do. Well, I know where I'll be going as soon as it opens back up and it'll be for the love gold. You'll Coast. be on the surfboard yeah. over surf. <laughs> I wanna go I wanna go back to Urban Surf. I need, that's a very good reason for me to go back to Urban well, Surf. Well the sponsorship's the there for you, mate. <laughs> Still open. Still open. We'll, t- we'll talk after yeah, after this. We'll talk after this. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for coming in and no worries. Thanks for having that me. Bit, but yeah. Yeah. We'll uh we'll probably I think we'll this will either cut back to a little bit. More of our yeah, actual games. episode. Yeah, the games. I know, because that was all fun. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll come back. Bit, it's got a bit more serious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks, B. Awesome, thanks. Let's talk about this managing artists thing. Because <laughs> yeah. not many people have the insight into these people's 
like you, obviously you're managing, you do a little bit of it inside the festivals, but you actually manage, who do you manage currently? Uh, KX, which is a Sydney duo from Perth. What kind of, what kind of music are we talking there? Um, I'm talking like electronic kind of vibes. Yep. Um, like they're kind of like their dream is like a Daft Punk. Gotcha. Yeah. Who else? Um, and then I tour manage Dean Amy. Yep. A girl. The girl. The girl. The, the, vibe, girl. the vibe setter. The vibe setter. Have, you, have you done anyone else? Nah, that's it. So Tom so. and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. Yeah, one or two times down at the Beach Hotel there at Byron Bay. That could have been it. That could have been, been a Ferrari. <laughs> I know. That could be, you could have been driving a Ferrari. G-Wagon. G-Wagon. Sorry, we don't like G-Wagon. You could have had both with Tom and Jerry. Anyway. Managing these people, what does it involve? Like day-to-day, week-to-week? Yeah. Um, tour to tour, like, are you on the road with them? Are you just I'm on the road with D. Um, yep. Probably not so much now, given the fact that I'm like on the other side of the of the um, world. I guess yep. like doing like the more festival kind of style. Um, but I used to go on the road with her and like fly around. Yeah, it's nice. Like you know, she's a one woman show. Yeah, um, she kind of needs that support. She loves that support. We're also best friends, so it's nice to um, you know have someone lifting you up and helping you do day to day things when. Yeah. You're trying to think about just your set. Yeah. But when I'm there, it's like, cool, I'll book the Uber. Let's get that flight. Here's your bags. This is what you need. You know what I mean? It's just takes a load off. Somebody do those little bit of, um, you know, there's domestic, not the domestic chores, but the the chores that involve you making you turn up to a show and you can can turn it on when you need to turn it on. Yeah. You can turn it on. Exactly. And like even just like eating. Yeah. You know? What do you want for dinner? I don't know. Yeah. Or like, did you eat today? Like, we're about to go do a set and you might drink tequila. Like, yeah. should we get some food? You know? Like, yeah. just those little things. Those kind of things. Yeah. And then the KX Boys? KX Boys, that's new. I actually started managing them um, in 2020, just as the pandemic started. Yeah. Um, but it's been good. Like, those boys are so humble and so beautiful that I just love being like, kind of like their mum. Yeah. Like, I'm just <laughs> making sure that they're, like, in the studio recording, making yeah. music. Um, we released a few songs during the pandemic, uh, which were great. Yep. Um, and now they've just, they're working on so much new music about to come up to the Gold Coast actually and work with a, rec, um, a music producer, Matt Bartman. Yep. Don't know if you know him. He's the I drummer don't. of Last Things. Do you know? No, I don't. Uh, yeah. Anyway, they're going to go do some work with them, uh, with him. Um, but yeah, like I can't wait to even go on tour with those boys because they're so much fun just hanging out in Australia. Like imagine yeah. when we're, on they're tour. huge and people love them in Japan, which yeah, is right. weird. But um, imagine going to Japan and then doing like doing a festival there on and I'm with them. Festivals. Fun. That'd be sick. Yeah. So what, what, else, what else is involved? Like you're working with, because um, you're obviously a tour manager, mm-hmm. what other departments they have like does Dina have other departments that sort of support her as well yeah so she's got a manager Paul Sticks legend um he manages her day-to-day then she's got someone um Steele he's a legend as well everyone's just such good people um you're in the music industry you're having a good time yeah I'm having a great time uh Steele's epic he does all of her bookings so it kind of goes like you know Paul will do like the day to day of like let's book these flights, rearrange, yeah. make sure that Dina actually wants to do it. Um, Steele does the actual booking, like yeah. cool. We want to get her on the. I think she's about to do the week, uh, the winter warmers at Watson's Bay. Yep. Does she want to do it? Let's do it. This is what the fee is. All of that. Whereas like he, um, Paul organizes like the day to day, and yeah. I'm there to facilitate to make sure that Paul is happy 
with whatever Dana's doing. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So I'm like the middleman going, gotcha. cool, what else do we need to do? Just you need to do an interview. Do we need, what, what makes flight it do we need to get? having a friendship with that person, right? Being like, yeah. hey, we got to go, like, we got to get up, we got to go do this, we got to go do that. All those kind of things makes it a bit yeah. easier versus the manager being like, go here, go there, go there. Somebody's yeah. there kind of walking them through it. Yeah. So you get 100% out of that person when they are playing that show. Yeah. And, and then they lives. don't have to think about anything else. Like today I've had to come here and do this podcast. All I've thought about is this bloody podcast <laughs> all day. Like, I need a tour manager. <laughs> we can sort that out. Josh, are you available? Yeah, Josh, is, Josh might be available <laughs> as tour manager. <laughs> Um, Josh is a staff member of ours in Melbourne, but yeah. That is one of the hottest men I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Tell us what you really think. <laughs> Those baby blues got you. Oh, oh, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> you put up is some- it hot? <laughs> Someone got the heater on in here. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> God like, so you put up a bunch of questions like you've, you got people on Instagram. You put up. You're coming on here. Mm-hmm. Somebody asks you, "What's what's the worst thing you've done at work and learned from it?" Because fuck, I know I mean like I've got loads of those stories yeah. that I could share. You know, like, and they're all about when once you make that mistake, you probably never will never. Again. Yeah, you'll never do it again. What's a uh, what's look, that one thing? Yeah, there's been a, there's like obviously there's been a few in my career, like at different jobs, but in music, shit. Oh my god, I'll never forget it. Um, it was New Year's Eve. I'm not going to say any names. Um, maybe I should because, I mean, God, everyone's going to be able to piece the puzzle together. <laughs> um, but I was doing a gig um, and I kind of got given the night off once midnight hit. Yep. Went and did like a little after party um, with Trubian. Cassian in true Bianca style. <laughs> like go with Cassian, go party, rage, network, make these relationships which I did, um, and I came back and the alarm didn't go off. That old so chestnut. <laughs> came back at 5 a.m., meant to be in a car by 6 a.m., thought I'd have an hour power of sleep. Yeah. Alarm didn't go off and missed the flight, missed the event. Where we? Yeah. Had to call the manager and just say, hey, I fucked up. Sorry. I fully took the blame. It's not It's not fair for someone else too, but yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, Why are Ka- we doing that anymore? Cassian had me out all night partying. Yeah. Um, we're good buds now, so yeah. just, 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 keep, just FYI, me and Cassian, me and Cassian are cool. Yeah. Um, but we're not going to be there today at your <laughs> festival party that you've booked us for and paid for. <laughs> Pretty much. Shit, that was- Did you get a grilling? Um, I didn't get a grilling, but I kind of got like a – I felt like I may – You would have felt like a dick anyway. Yeah, I felt like yeah. a dick. I had my tail between my legs for a good two weeks. Yeah. Where yeah. are we? Any others? Like, is that that's obviously the main one that stands that's out? That's the main one. I remember doing something that pissed. Oh, yeah. I remember at Edwards and Co. I um I went on this date. I still to this day think that I was spiked. <laughs> went on this date in Melbourne, and I was Jay and I were living in Melbourne. We used to do like four weeks on and four weeks in Sydney, and we yep. were in Melbourne for like a four week stint. And um, we were living together there as well. And I came home. And the next morning, Jay woke me up and was like, you've got a staff meeting, get to it. And I'm like, what? I was so scattered. I don't remember anything. I was think I was still drunk. I'm really not sure. Went to this staff meeting, was vomiting. Foggy. Vomiting <laughs> at oh work. And Jay was like, get out of my sight. I was like, I'm sorry. And he goes, do not come anywhere near me. I've never been hungover at work again. Well, not in hair. 
No. Like that was like <laughs> at, at, at the like at events. Obviously, it's a bit easier Perks to be hungover. Perks the music industry. <laughs> Lead from the front, Bianca. <laughs> But yeah, that I'll never forget Jake's face. I think he would never forget that face either. It's pretty brutal. What's the? Have you guys started working on a plan? Like, obviously, the borders are closed. We're not going overseas at any time soon. Are you guys working on stuff? For like you said, the KX guys are huge in Japan. Like, are you actually working to like as soon as the borders are open, talking to people, like trying to get those guys over there as soon as that does happen, or is it like a? Ooh, let's wait and hold off and see. And it's more of like a let's wait and hold off and see. It's scary, isn't it? Just like getting right now, like getting your hopes up for anything is kind of just so like I've been let down. Like how I many like times? A, I know. How many more times can you mm. just be like hit across the back of the uh, your knees? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it literally. Yeah. That's what it feels like. You just feel a bit shit. Um, you know, no plans. I think um, FTL twenty twenty two. We're trying to get some international acts in. Yeah. Um, I think Australia is wanting to be a little bit more lenient. Um, maybe with people that have had the vaccine. I'm not really sure, but yeah. it looks it's looking more promising for twenty twenty two. It's crazy because um, there is artists out there that are legitimately traveling and just do, like obviously the money it, they need to start making money again because when you actually make music and you sell music, you don't make a whole lot of money. No, from, you, you don't make much money off streams. You, yeah, you don't yeah. make much money off streams and no one really sells albums or vinyls and so, like those kind of things you don't make money from. It's yeah. the touring and the concerts and the yeah. big, you know, the big paydays come from festivals or gigs. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. And yeah. they've got to a point where they're international and if they don't start just travelling and doing quarantines and doing all that shit, like mm. I know Fish is doing those kind of things and coming yeah. back, he's done quarantine like six or seven times. Yeah, I think he but, did it like eight times last yeah, year. And you just, like, they've got to a point where those things will become, like, scary enough. Fuck, does that, will that become the norm? Yeah, I know. I'm kind of hoping that, like, say by next year we can, you know, go overseas and we can do mm. what we need to and try and, like, rebuild this music industry for everyone. Yeah. Um, it'd What's be great if, like, we've got a vaccine that maybe we can, I don't know, home isolate for 14 days. But, I mean, given what just happened with the Queenslanders from bloody sunny coast that have come from Victoria yeah. and touch point everything, be, the whole highway. There's going to be selfish people. I know. Do the, the right thing. For the rest of the time we're alive, I think, unfortunately. But it is what it is. It is what it is. But, yeah, that, that for me, I think, like, having international artists is a big part of festivals mm-hmm. but it kind of feels pretty cool when you put together a say for the love and it's all all aussie acts yeah yeah absolutely like that for me is like that's pretty cool and you can actually fill a headline like i'm pretty sure splendor in the grass blues fest lineups were all australian acts must feel good like at managing it is australian good. Artists. i mean when you think about it though like most of the bloody good music is out of australia yeah. like we're fucking killing it yeah so it's kind of good to be able to like support our artists yeah even if you've seen them however many times like you know like fly facilities for example like you've seen them a million times yeah but they're always a vibe yeah you're always there just having the sickest of time like it's great that we can support those artists It's because when those like lineups come out like i know everybody does it every time they're like oh splendor in the grass is the same as last year or whatever it is yeah fuck did you have a good time last year yeah exactly fuck, you're probably gonna have a sick time this year yeah. as well like get <laughs> on board you're buy probably a four <laughs> drinks in like who cares you're having a great time buy a ticket and support them support the exactly. support support local you know versus wanting overseas artists or like if you had a good if you had a good time with them once before very good chance you're gonna have a good time with them again exactly and like aren't we just excited to be able to dance outside with friends i love dancing (laughs) (laughs) 
He does. Most of the time when me and Tom played at Beach Hotel, it was just him playing Yeah, all commune. Do you remember when he used to play and it would be like bikini contests? I watched a video. Do you remember those? Yeah, mate. I remember. I watched a video of myself dancing the other day and I was like, whoa. Yeah. Please don't do that. I've still got anytime. one on my phone from Tony sent me, and it's in a shared folder. I don't know how the fuck to get off my phone. And it was that time that you were like unbuttoning my shirt, and I was yeah, real yeah, yeah. we on the mic. Just fuck. Tommy's a strange man now. True commune, <laughs> real commune. Commune they were is vibes. A, commune is a, a beach club in <laughs> Dan and Cool and Gatta. It's, it's way more chill now, but back in the day, oh. we used to have like these crazy penthouse parties and like. The owner that Tony. has like five beds in there. It's yeah, not it's even like, a penthouse. It's, it's, it's just a weird, weird sex bed party. <laughs> but then you think you all the, the artists are parties. Oh yeah, that was weird. They yeah, were like, they were weird. Like when Quickie Pro used to come to town and like all the like all those crazy penthouse parties would happen. Man, that place used to go off like a frog in the oh, So fun though, no regrets. But it used to be fish, fritter, Bennett's yeah. ass, like. Yeah. Other than us, everyone else is still going. <laughs> and going big. And, and I go, reckon and we make big. Tom and Jerry back. We uh, bring it back. No one realizes you're like, it was like nine years ago and the, the lineup was sick. We're like, yeah, Fish yeah. used to just play, like, we used to play after him, actually. <laughs> he played before <laughs> us. Well, open for us. <laughs> they did. <laughs> they did open for yeah. us. Anyway. Oh, good times. Bianca, we are going to yeah. play a little card game here, the Shake Up card game. Okay. I've got a couple of questions here for you. It's a never have I ever card game. Oh, God. This is the sample pack. We've moved on from the ghetto. We had this shitty ghetto pack for ages. This is the real sample pack. Look how nice that is. Yeah, they're very nice. Nice cards, little box. Yeah, yeah, nice. So you can drink with your friends, get weird. So fun. We will. What question? I'm going to let you choose. Okay. You want to choose? Yeah, sure. (laughs) Are you nervous? Uh, I'm kind of nervous. I'm like, fuck, what are you going to ask me? Whatever, whatever the. if If you have a story. You gotta, you gotta spit it out. Never have I ever. Ah, uh, okay. Let's go this one. You gotta read oh, it. I'm so scared to read it. <laughs> Never have I ever partied with a celebrity. Come on, really? That's a guarantee. That's a guarantee. We've already told us that story. Um, we've already told us the. Uh, who's your biggest one then? Yeah, who's, who's your like biggest the, celebrity? Yeah, Paris Hilton. Get absolutely. With Fisher and <laughs> That was definitely like the biggest celebrity that I partied with, and that was fucking fun. Paris Hilton. Yeah. Like. Paris Hilton. Fuck. Yeah. Tell me about it. Look, I don't know if I'll get in trouble <laughs> by Chloe and Fish with what happens. I don't know how much detail I should go into. Oh, fuck. Um, let's just say it was very uh, interesting. She may have got kicked out Stop of it. high uh, for drinking Fish's vodka out of the bottle. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, it was interesting. But yeah, Paris Hilton, I would say, is probably my biggest. That's bloody cool. Yeah. Any others? Um, Were you, besides Red me, Hot besides Chili Peppers. Oh, uh, yeah, Red Hot Chili Peppers? Yeah, do you remember when they played at... Um, huh? Uh, where did they play? No, not Red Hot Chili Peppers, Foo Fighters. I met oh, the Red yeah, Hot Foo Chili Fighters, Peppers yeah. on the beach in Bondi. Didn't party with him. I fucking wish I did. <laughs> Tried. Um, <laughs> no, I just got papped with him. Didn't party with him. Um, but the Foo Fighters, remember when they played at... Um, Quickie Pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I may have like ended up back with them partying after that set when they played on the beach. And then. You've had access to a lot of people. I have. Good fun people to I have. party. I'm with. still friends with one of their best mates actually on Insta. Yeah, good. Like, good vibes, good men. Bianca. Is that it? No. I thought we had to do more. No, that's it. That's fine. Par- fucking pretty hard to top Paris Hilton, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> it's mine. That's fine. <laughs> what, what advice? Do you have advice for people like going from a full time job? 
that's probably one of you know everyone on the Gold Coast here wants to work for themselves or they want to run their own business or whatever it is. Do you have any advice for people that are like, shit, fuck, I want to take the leap. I'm way too scared. Like you did it in probably the worst possible timing <laughs> yeah. ever. Is there any advice you have for people that want to? I don't want to tell them to quit their day job, but like think I that think they want to change. They want to change it. They want to. You've got a I dream. Think, you've got an idea, and they want to yeah. chase it. I think you just do the side hustle. Like you know, you're. It's good to have multiple different projects that you're working on at yeah. once. It makes you a, big, a better person. It makes you, you know, focusing on those kind of things in life that are going to bring you revenue yeah, rather yeah. than partying or drinking your life away. Yeah. Um, I think if you've got that side hustle and if you start to want to do that more than going to your day-to-day, then I think that's when you start to, you know, put your Transition. pieces of the puzzles in place. Yeah, and start to actually focus more on that than focus on your day-to-day. And maybe drop back to your day-to-day part-time first so, so that you've still got some revenue. So many people don't even do that. Like I like I just, I just went cold turkey hard. I was at Billabong and I was just like, oh, I just want to do my own agency. But on the side I was like, I was doing websites and building things for different people. And then I was like, righty, I'm earning a couple of hundred bucks here and there a week. I can survive for maybe four or five weeks. But if I give it a... Fucking red hot crack. Mm. Maybe I can make that transition out of full time work into working for myself, and I'm here now. Yeah. Um, and we have 60 employees and whatever it is. But like, it's so important to have a side hustle, mm-hmm. fill the waters. If you've got an idea, you've got something you want to make it happen, then give it a go. And like, mm. if you talk to you, like uh, most of our staff have side side hustles or they have hobbies that they maybe mm. want to monetize one day. Yeah, I think it's just all about what makes you happy at the end of the day what gets you out of bed for me it's like the first thing I do when I wake up is listen to music or listen I actually listen to a fair bit of podcasts like listening to things like that and just learning educating myself or doing things that make me feel happy and music every single day no matter what day no matter what stress I'm going through Mm -hmm. if I just listen to that I'll put on YouTube I don't know circle it's like educating yourself maybe the one in China Actually, no, the one in Greece the other day was pretty good. You know, watching like just this DJ take over in this yeah. epic location, that for me is like, shit, I need to be there. I need it's to work for like that. You literally have, like you studied interior design. And fashion. And fashion. And you are now tour managing and working <laughs> in festivals, which are two completely, they, they kind of work in synergy, right? There's some yeah. there's some nice um, synergy there between those two fields and kind of playing to each other. But they're two completely different jobs, two very completely different daily task lists mm-hmm. and all those kind of things. So it like you just educate yourself and make the transition and have a go. Yeah. And I think like learning all those things from like past jobs and past um, like, you know, being in hair, being in music, being in beauty, mm. like all these different things or being in fashion. I don't know. It's what's made me who I am now. So I think – I, I couldn't. I don't know if I could be in music if you if you're talking to the young Bianca at 21, yeah. like just getting out of uni. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if I'd be ready. I think I'd get eaten alive. But like I've literally like worked my way and met some people, got yeah. my shit into some trouble. You know, like made friends across other parts of the world, and that's who's that's what's all, made me. All the so, contacts come into line, and all the things come into line, and now here yeah, you are. You need a celebrity headdress? I've got you. You need a band? <laughs> I've got you, babe. You need a makeup artist? I've got you. Like I had pink hair there for a while. I might need to, might need to touch up. Where can people follow? Like where where do you tell you? Do you got you got Instagram? Bianca? What's of course, your, you yeah, follow what's, me. Yeah, I follow you. But what's it? What's it? It's at Bianca Bolden. Yeah, at Bianca Bolden. We'll put it up on the bottom of the podcast so you can go follow Bianca. 
and you can see what she's doing. And probably the other one, good one to know is go for follow, go follow for the love. Yeah. And when when's for the love coming? Because so, this this podcast will probably come out mid July. I yeah. think. Um. Yep. So the first one is actually Gold Coast. Yeah. Yeah. Here we are. Um. And it's August seventh on Saturday. Flight facilities: Cosmo Midnight, Mall Rat, Seeker, Last Things. Running touch. That's the other one. That's I was the like, other one. Who else is it? Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry. We're in the car park. <laughs> you can be the hypers. So go follow Bianca. Go follow for the love. Thank you so much for coming Thank in. You. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for having so me. So much for telling your story. Thanks for putting me on number four. I love this. Bro, you got there yourself. I know. Well, mate, I'm You're coming back. I'm gonna get, I'm, if I get knocked off number four, I'm coming back. <laughs> coming Mark back. my word. Me and Josh sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> coming back. Thank you so much for coming in. I love it. Like, it's really nice to hear, um, like, obviously, like, I, I know what you do and, how, like, a little bit of how you got there, but learning your whole story in depth and making those career changes and those things that make you, you. Mm -hmm. So I love listening. So good. Thank you so much for coming in. Thanks. Go follow Bianca. Go follow for the love. And we'll see you next week. Ciao. That's today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. You know the drill. Like, subscribe, leave a review. Go show the shake up some love and stay connected. Don't forget you can watch all of our episodes on YouTube. Also, jump over to our Shake Up Cocktail Gang Facebook page where you can find out who's coming up on the podcast. And if you've got questions for them, I'll ask the bloody questions. You can also use the code SHAKEUP for 10% off on mrconsistent.com.au. Thank you so much for listening. And just remember, shit, that's fresh.